0: St. Patrick's Day has come and gone, and with it, the temporary championing of Irishness and the drunkenness that, most likely unfairly, defines the Irish heritage. At least to us Americans, who will jump at any chance to commandeer another country's heritage to the detriment of our livers. Where did the Vice Association start, and why? On a long enough timeline, a seminal alcoholic in Ireland must have consciously decided to gift whiskey to the bloodstream of his future bloodline, your descendants will thank ye, Ronan McShane O'Sullivan O'Malley. You want to throw one in there, Gordon?
1: Uh, Ugh, terrible.
0: Connor. Connor. <laughs> and we have a great time with this whole Irish drunken thing, this one holiday in March each year. But is it worth it? Today we ask, would you be okay with your heritage being defined by a vice? I am Caleb O'Ross O'Malley. I'm Gordon Highland. Ooh, that's a good one. I'm a
1: neighbor of the Irish.
0: Wow. You came up with that one just off the top of your head just now. Totally. That's amazing. Oh, it's amazing. I get to work on my brogue today. (laughs) Oh, so on the count of three, Gordon, would you? That's good. uh, Thank you. Thank you very much. Would you, on the count of three, I could go the whole time like this? I bet you. (laughs) No, don't. I I bet you I bet you can. Uh, Would you, Gordon, on the count of three, appreciate or be okay with your entire heritage being defined by a vice? One, two, three. Yeah, probably. sure. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Depends on what the vice is, right? Yeah.
1: Especially if it's Miami Vice.
0: <laughs> wow, your whole <laughs> entire, entire heritage.
1: Yeah, well, I'm Hispanic, you know.
0: <laughs> so it makes sense somehow. Yeah. Okay, I get Or Latino,
1: it. whichever the preferred nomenclature is.
0: Yeah, I'm also Don Don Johnson.
1: Juan Wanson. Yeah. Or if it's Vice Land. Have you heard about Vice Land? It's a new uh network. The creators of Vice oh, yeah, that's right. the yeah. website. Heard about it. They made their own like television network. Mm-hmm. Spike Jones is then on the ground floor of that. He's one of the executives.
0: Yeah, I like the uh, the Vice. Uh, I watch. I subscribe to their YouTube channel, and I love yeah. all the stuff they put out there, good stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, I could be okay with one of those two things being part of my heritage, but um, really, it's to have Vice. That's it's human. I mean, that that's who we are, and it's like the the shame that we <laughs> associate with the Vice. Yeah. That's the thing that either comes from being having been socialized or or religiousized or, or whatnot. So, um, priests even they smoke, they drink. You know, uh, even the queen takes a dump is the (laughs) popular (laughs) expression my dad liked to say as a kid. Uh,
0: That would be great if a dump was considered a vice, a vice like. Right. You're shame It is.
1: It's a, you know, for like women, girls can't poop. I don't know if that's necessarily true anymore. (laughs) At one time they couldn't poop. It's true. Even our president, he smokes drinks, Mm -hmm. you know, at least in moderation. I don't know. We can get into this a little bit later maybe. But if you do something in moderation, is that even a vice then? I don't know.
0: And you'd murder a little bit.
1: Even the uh, Dalai Lama, I bet he he gets up to some unenlightening shit from now and then. Yeah, Maybe. isn't
0: he also supposed to be like the last Dalai Lama? A uh, heroine,
1: probably. Sorry, the <laughs> last Dalai Lama isn't that like an action movie or something?
0: <laughs> no, I think he is like going to be like they're not going to have another one after him. I really? don't know. Yeah, how does that
1: I, work? I, he
0: gets to decide.
1: Apparently, it's like the golden child or something comes up, and Eddie Murphy has uh, to Eddie find... Murphy has
0: to walk across a fiery. <laughs> Pit of stilts, are you surprised that I don't even know that movie right I am
1: honestly, I was just gonna see how long is not that the one on where he
0: has to carry the water across? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the only scene I remember. It's terrible, yeah, is it? Yeah, it is yeah, terrible. It happens. I think, uh, it's important to keep in mind that, and you alluded to it a little bit earlier, that, uh, you know, to other cultures, my culture is defined by a vice, whether I recognize it or not. Uh, for, what is your culture? Please? I would say, well, you, you can define, Noel well, I there's various ways you can define culture, right? I could yeah. be an American, I could be a german i think i don't know what my heritage is to be honest i don't i seriously i genuinely don't
1: (laughs) this entire episode we've got dialed up and
0: And i don't i've tried uh researching and my mom really doesn't know so much i do know that i'm like fifth generation small town kansan okay so and my mom has told me that um i may have some native american blood in me but Mm -hmm. i think that was just to explain why i have no facial hair and can't Ah. grow facial hair yeah i think she's just trying to be nice but in terms of in terms of heritage and that sort of identity i i don't I don't know. But in terms of culture, like as an American, yeah. you know, to other countries, we're defined by our weight. You know, we're defined by our egotism in a lot of ways. I
1: mean, that's just how we are defined. So do you ever watch those Taiwanese animator videos yeah, on YouTube? That's so one of my good. favorite channels. And that's how they see us. Mm-hmm. The, like all the American people, they're v- surprisingly dialed into our culture. Mm-hmm. They, they know us really well, but all the we're always rendered as being very fat. Yeah, of course we are. With, you know, 64 ounce drinks in our hands and
0: <laughs> not in, not in uh, New York. Yeah. The way I think about it is if you were told that you had to define a culture in three words, what three words would those be? Now, you would like to say hardworking, industrious, and blah, 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 blah. But after a while, those three words would be used for every culture because you're trying to be nice. Yes. Now, if you're trying to make – now, if you say you have to uniquely define each culture in three Mm -hmm. words, that's where you sort of get into the territory of stereotypes. And what could be vices, that sort of thing. So I won't name them specifically here, but – all of the ones that you're probably familiar with. How, well, I will, because what the hell, what are we going to offend here? Um, Mexicans drink a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Black people are lazy. Um,
1: Mexicans are lazy is a big one, which is, is it? that's surprising. It is because surprising. Because who works harder than Mexicans, you know? Apparently at one time. For the least amount of money.
0: Uh, French people stink. That's another one, you know? Oh, yeah. Those types of things. That's so, actually true, though. <laughs> of course, as all vices yeah. are.
1: <laughs> I agree with you in that, you know, discrimination and and stereotyping, Yes, they're bad things like big in the capital D and, and S words, but they're shortcuts sometimes to, you know, like you said, if you have to narrow it down to something like uh, there's a great scene in the movie Up in the Air with George Clooney where he's waiting in line w- at the TSA with his uh, underling and he's like scanning for which line he should get in. He's like, ah, they're Asians. It's Like they're they're uh, very efficient people. They have a tendency to wear slip on shoes, etc. As opposed to the old people <laughs> on the other line who have are riddled with metal. Oh yeah, and the like the Middle Eastern guys who uh, his his joke was uh they're they're going to be more random advanced screening, yeah, but, more randomly selected. And than so I was like, random. hey, let's get in line behind the Asians. And, uh, and she and she says that's racist. He says no, it's stereotyping. It's just faster. <laughs> it's true. And you know there are some benefits to that.
0: There's benefits definitely to. Leveraging stereotypes in order to make shortcuts. I think we talked about this in a previous episode. Actually, the, the racism
1: episode sounds about probably right. yeah.
0: how the brain um, how the brain's always looking for shortcuts, and it, it's it's not feasible for you as a person to be able to digest every piece of information that's coming at you at all times. You got to imagine a picture's worth a thousand words. Well, real life is worth a billion words, and mm-hmm. you can't digest all of those words all at once, all the time and and the brain knows us so the brain's looking for shortcuts looking for those connections. Now, we may as a culture impose what those connections are going to be. The brain's not inherently going to think, you know, black people are lazy or whatever I said earlier. But um but as a culture we impose those and so then it's up to us to decide do we want to adhere to those those stereotypes to for for the sake of of speed um or do we want to consciously avoid them to possibly the betterment of social engagement but possibly to the detriment of speed
1: because some of it is just about appearances i don't want to look racist (laughs) yeah exactly
0: but it's you already do you're Mm -hmm. you're uh, you're anyone
1: that starts a sentence with that i don't don't want to
0: sound racist but here's some racist shit coming at you yeah
1: yeah it's (laughs) true but now turning that back to to vice because those are stereotypes about just kind of characteristics of a people um as a collective noun What about like actual, okay, so you hit on several of them. I've got a a list of them here that I wrote down for for notes Um, that you're talking about Mexicans. Also, they have a a stereotype vice as being uh, kidnappers. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's a big thing in Mexico. They, that's how people who don't have money, get money. They kidnap the children or families of famous people. I honestly,
0: and I'm not even just saying this to sound above everyone. I honestly didn't know that.
1: (laughs) Uh, Bolivian cokeheads or Peruvian cokeheads, right? Yeah. They're not cokeheads. I'm sure. Um, you talked about the French being stinky. It's because they only bathe every few days and they tend to wear the same clothes a lot. Um, so it's
0: stinky compared to us, but really if I could get away with not bathing every day, I would love that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) As a vice though, that's more of a personal hygiene. I think vice wise, they're known as being adulterers. A lot of them have mistresses, Mm. you know,
0: a lot of them allegedly have mistresses.
1: Allegedly. Yes, that's true. Mm. Um, English hooligans. Oh, yeah. Hooligans. Hooligans, mate. Hooligans on heroin. Yes. And Australian criminals, right? The mm-hmm. whole colony oh, yeah, yeah. was whole, founded yeah. as a penal colony, yep. P-E-N-A-L. How many, how how much is, or is there a
0: difference between vice that's intentional and vice that's just genetic and happens to be part of what you're associated uh. with? Like, you would think, how widespread does something have to be before people are like, oh, that's part of that culture? I mean, it could be also, right. I think part of that could probably depend on the person stating the device the you mm-hmm. know if, if there's a person who's only seen one black person in the world and that black person happened to be n- didn't have a very strong work ethic if this particular person is closed-minded they're going to assume every black person is like that right yeah but if they're a particular person who's, who's
1: that's why it's so important for people to have experiences with diverse folk right, right. that's right. why you always see we've talked about this before that's why you always see politicians coming around to the light because they have a gay nephew mm-hmm. it's always some personal experience that makes them it's never debate. You know, it's not yeah, an it's argument. An, yeah. it, it's having a, a vested interest in something that makes someone see another culture differently. Yeah. Um, vices, though, they, they bring us together in groups. You think about there are cigar clubs, mm-hmm. um, uh, poker nights. That people Murder will clubs. Get together. <laughs> Is that the first Chuck Palahniuk novel? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty close. Uh, tailgating. Yeah. Really? Kind of people get together and get drunk, you know, a, under a common you know, That's umbrella. True. That's true. Literally. <laughs> Congress. Oh, political humor. Yeah. I get it. Brothel field trips. Oh, that sounds fun. Doesn't it though? Yeah. It kinda does. Group discount rate.
0: (laughs) For the awkward bus ride back to the hotel though, it'd be pretty crazy.
1: And you want to be the first one in line, by the way.
0: You probably (laughs) want to be. You don't want to go on
1: like a Wednesday morning. It's like, well, we got three (laughs) girls here. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's true. Oh, that sounds fun though. Going into this episode, I assumed vices were things that you secretly or that, that not secretly necessarily, but that you take pleasure in, but you know are bad for you mm-hmm. smoking, drinking this.
1: I do think there's, I think a, a, of a nice, a, a vice though, I think is voluntary.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Cause if it's not voluntary, then it's, then it's, um, but it you. doesn't necessarily have to be.
1: Do we have uh, like a sounder we can like drop confetti like the first time ever? <laughs> ding, ding, ding.
0: Is it? If it's voluntary, though, does that imply then to my earlier statement just before that, that it is, in fact, there is an element of pleasure to it? Because why would you volunteer if it wasn't pleasurable?
1: I think – I honestly think that there is because that's why – otherwise, we would just say it's – you know, vice is still sort of like the guilty pleasure, right? Well, I'm thinking like something then we'd like we'd use greed. a different word for it, wouldn't we?
0: Is greed a vice if um, it's – because it's bad. It's not necessarily something that you see in yourself, but maybe other people see it as you. Interesting. I, don't, I think a vice, almost like crutch, and, and it's something yeah. that's – conscious and it enables you yeah so if you
1: didn't have you would be a better person something kind of hobbles you a little bit right
0: yeah well then then that in that case that could necessarily not be uh, conscious though
1: right yeah i suppose that's possible so
0: i don't know we probably should have looked up what the definition of vice was before this whole
1: (laughs) episode on vice we are your 20 minute experts every week here on important (laughs) question podcast
0: yeah we're 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 armchair uh armchair experts but you know we're just going to take a quick nap
1: (laughs) maybe (laughs) that's our vice (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, my own personal heritage is – I see my heritage as American, kind of like you said earlier, because I'm – my background is Irish and German. I always thought I was Scottish for the longest time because my last name's Highland, mm-hmm. but it turns out it's actually – I'm Irish. Um, I'm closer – my German side's closer. My grandfather came over on the boat from the, the Harz Mountains in Germany, made famous in Pulp Fiction because that's where the heroin was from that oh. Vincent oh. Vega had. Yeah. They do have good heroin in those mountains. <laughs> You've been on the tour, right? Yeah, you have have heroin tour. <laughs> You nod off at like the first stop. That's what sucks, you know. <laughs> but
0: then once you wake up, you are really into that tour.
1: <laughs> so I never really felt much of a connection to it. But let's let's say Irish for example. And that's sort of what spawned the episode was St. Patrick's yeah. Day having just passed. And uh, let's talk about those those folks a little bit. Um, they faced a lot of uh, discrimination way back. You know, the 1700s and 1800s. And as a result of that, that's kind of where the fighting Irish thing yeah. came across. I always thought that was a really degrading mascot personally you got this little for one thing he's a leprechaun right <laughs> yeah. he's fighting and it's like what i would just say irish at this point you know yeah. the Notre Dame Irish
0: and he's doing the old like 1920s backward mm-hmm. fist yes, boxing the Conan O'Brien <laughs> yeah. pose
1: uh you expect him to be wearing a singlet <laughs> and have barbells with actual round like, giant handlebar
0: mustaches Must- twirling it yeah you can't see me but i'm there we go that's the sound of twirling a mustache yes Or scratching pubes, which we were both doing (laughs) face pubes.
1: Yeah, so they got this reputation. It was they sort of took it on as a badge of honor because they were always being discriminated against the 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 underdog and their their Christian their Catholic principles. They they owned it in the same way that like the N word is kind of owned. Mm -hmm. You know, they can say it, you can't say it. In fact, before (laughs) can you imagine having like the Purdue niggas (laughs) as like the (laughs) no no. I I did
0: round that R just so if anyone wasn't listening,
1: right? Because that makes it totally okay.
0: It makes it way
1: better than if I. Right. the other thing. Yeah, like like N.W.A., you know, yeah. you're allowed to say that. Uh, but so the whole St. Patrick's Day mythos, I did a little bit of research into this because I don't really understand it. He's known as like the guy who drove out the snakes in Ireland. But Ireland doesn't have snakes. Because they he drove them out. <laughs> maybe that's why. <laughs> no, but they haven't. So a lot of people speculate that it's the, the, the snakes were a, a metaphor for um, pagans. Hmm. And it's like, oh, well, really, he, he was a crusader. He was a, a missionary, and he just drove them out a lot, through a lot of murdering, you know. And so – but other people say that's not really true, and they, they just – the Irish just wanted to kind of – they needed a, an occasion to elevate their their missionaries, the people of the past. And so they sort of brought him into that, that conversation just about kind of celebrating people's conversion to um, Catholicism. Hmm. So
0: It makes sense. I mean the snake is just a, a, a standard symbol of evil. It, it is. The serpent, that sort of thing. And it would make sense. I mean he didn't drive the rats out, right? He didn't <laughs> drive – you know.
1: Yeah, who's the guy playing the flute? Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, who is that guy? I don't uh, know. You have been to Ireland. I have been to Ireland. You want to tell us a little bit about it? I would love to tell you a little bit about it. Uh, I, I, so I went to Ireland for a week a few years ago, many years ago now. Goddamn, like seven or eight years ago. Uh, went to it for about a week, so it wasn't a very long time. But I did happen I, – I was able to stay in a small town of Ireland called County Sligo. And – it was it was nice because I didn't do the the Dublin touristy thing necessarily. Mm. I did go to Dublin, but it was really for like a couple hours. I will say that the, the drink the the drinking culture in terms of how often they drink, I would say probably adheres to the stereotypes. They do drink often. Mm-hmm.
1: Does, th- does the Guinness taste better over there? It does. Yeah,
0: it does. They say it's the water, but yeah, they uh, this particular small town, you know, they drink often, but they didn't drink a lot when they drank, and they also pace themselves. So when you went to the pub, it was. You weren't just going to the pub only for a drink. You were going to the pub and you were going to be there for probably four or five hours listening to music, chatting. It's what you did after work. And you were there for a long time. And so you you had a chance to sober up. You had a chance to just pace yourself. One of my favorite things about about where we were in particular, it's a fun little story, a little anecdote that I like to tell is um, the, the pub that they were there was called The Strand. Uh, the first or second night we were there, I wanted to stay. Everyone else wanted to leave. I wanted to stay. So I ended up staying with uh, at, at the pub with someone else that I was, uh, the person's house I was, I was staying at. So we're there for a while. And I told them uh, before they all left, I said, Hey, how do I get home? Because I have no idea where you guys live necessarily. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't watch where we were driving up there. And they said, Oh, just tell, tell the bartender, uh, that you live at Jimmy, that you're at Jimmy Mulroney's house and and he'll get you there. I'm like, ah, that's funny, hilarious. But no, that's exactly what happened. It was like 3am <laughs> at 3am and the bartender, uh, basically was asking everyone you guys ready to go because they, they don't close until people are ready to go and so like you guys ready to go and everyone's like yeah yeah it's good to go and then there was about eight of us in his van and he went and drove everyone home
1: wow and apparently
0: he does that every night anyway it was it was a great fun and, and i highly recommend everyone go to it so and that that's one of the vices that i would actually embrace or appreciate i mean there are certain vices Bar-flying. that you want. To, yeah, yeah just drinking in general i yeah. think that's one that i can own up to uh also, I did a little bit of research too on Irish and drinking before uh, this, and
1: <laughs> what was it? Drinking schmicks? Or, uh, <laughs> well, I wanted to
0: find out, similar to you, you know, you wanted to find the origins of of St. Patrick's Day, and I kind of wanted to find out why drinking in Ireland is such a stereotype, why it continues to be such a stereotype. And there actually was some research done. I found this um, in the review of Economics of the Household, which of course is a very, very great. Did you magazine. renew your subscription? I did. Yeah. I did. Okay. Thank God, because I would have missed this. They say, and I quote, we investigated historical origins of drinking behavior, including the role of the church, English cultural influences, and the importance of the brewery and distilling industry, and the influence of weather, which is something I didn't really mm-hmm. think about. All sounds
1: reasonable so far. Very
0: rainy and gross, and yeah, so it makes sense. They found relatively strong influences of the Catholic church and the English colonial settlement patterns in Irish drinking. So apparently it just means that they didn't invent it. It came to them. Yeah. Uh, but very little influence of Irish weather.
1: So it's a byproduct of uh, a lot of like oppressive type of things. Yeah, it sounds, like it, sounds to me. like it. Yeah. So,
0: which if you want a reason to drink, go for it. Man. That's fascinating. Yeah. Overall, I would say let's remember too: uh, vices are, as we kind of briefly mentioned earlier, they're morally defined, and so the definition of morals are, are seldom really agreed upon universally. That's true, and that's really important to keep in mind, which is why because yeah, you
1: look at different cultures who like pierce themselves or stretch their necks really tall or whatever. Yeah. That's like you know that's deformation. Yeah. Yeah, they're messing with God's holy temple, you know, of yeah. the, the body.
0: Screw them for doing that. <laughs> Do we have time? How about a sponsor for this idership episode? <laughs> of course we have a sponsor for this Irish episode. Let me get it here. Grandma's Attic. We've all wondered where we come from. Am I the descendant of royalty? Is my father a noble Native American chief? Maybe. But most likely... Your great-great-grandfather simply slid out from between the flaccid labia of a cobblestone prostitute five months before a 20-pence handy turned into a butt-stuff upsell before climaxing under the cover of a merkin fashioned from the skin of a starved house-cat. <laughs> uh, house-cat, right? House-cat. Okay. Only five months later, you say? Well, that's right. You were a miracle baby. Which is why it's so important to understand the daily life of your ancestors. At Grandma's Attic you'll find a large assortment of defiled heirlooms passed down from those who went down. Knicker rippers? Donkey show Nickelodeons? Weasel lube? <laughs> Made from the finest street weasels 18th century London had available. Fupa glitter? Because times have changed. You know, fupas used to be sexy. Oh yeah. Stop by today to flip through our traveling library of turn-of-the-century porn. You think it's crazy to hold a smile for sixty seconds to get a picture taken? Try holding
1: a cock for that long. That was like blurs right around the crotch <laughs> from, from the descent of the the declination of the penis.
0: That's, or or the hand is just really blurred to keep it <laughs> keep it erect. Yeah. Grandma's attic, because when grandma's around, you'll be saying a t t i c.
1: Oh get it? God, yes. God, oh, that's Lord. good.
0: Do we have a correction other than probably a moral correction from that sponsor? Uh, yeah,
1: let's let's flip this one eighty. Yeah, our previous episode a couple of weeks ago, does anybody really know what time it is? I said we should try to get Neil deGrasse Tyson on the phone. Well, it turns out he's actually unavailable for a while. I looked into this, but the place he works, he's the director at the uh, the Hayden Planetarium in New York City. They they have an astronomy question and answer hotline you can call, and that number is 212-769-5901. That's not going to be repeated because this is a podcast. You just hit the fucking rewind button, <laughs> and you can actually submit questions to him through their web form at haydenplanetarium.org or just troll him on Twitter. He loves that.
0: 212. That's how you know it's a real NYC. New York Institute. Yeah, look at that. Well, thank you all so much for sticking through this episode. We really appreciate it. You can find us individually, myself, Caleb J. Ross, at Twitter, Gordon, at Gordon Highland, or the show at Important Pod. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher. Tune in via RSS feed if you want. Go to importantquestionpodcast.com for all the details. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for Important Question Podcast. And until next time, why don't you take your mom out for a drink, damn it?
1: Important question.